Well, good morning. And y'all scattered all over the place. I guess you, you say y'all here, right, in, in Oklahoma. Turn with me, if you would, please, book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 30. I have had a great time here. It's been a, been a wonderful time just to get to know the church a little bit better. And uh, the church has supported me since 2010. And uh, I don't take that lightly. I know that if you, can, if you can get a Baptist to turn loose for his money, probably pray for you too, amen. So I, I sure need that, amen. But, uh, but anyway, sure, uh, uh, sure good to be uh, here with this morning. What's this weather doing? It looks like it's bringing something in. I'm not used to this kind of weather. I've been cold since I got here. <clears throat> but uh, a little warmer where I'm from. But, but uh, anyway, I'd like to speak this morning about being better, not bitter. Be better, not bitter. A uh, lot of things in life, a lot of, lot of things that we didn't look for, people die. Uh, illnesses, financial upsets, uh, things that, uh, uh, that, that make us who we are, really. They really guide us, they direct us. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, what we do with the, the situation that comes in our life. Uh, you, you, we've got two choices always. You always, you always do right or you do wrong with it. You, you let it uh, mold us and make us and better us or, or, uh, or it'll do just that. It'll, it'll make us bitter. And so uh, here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 Samuel 30, <clears throat> um, I'd like you to stand with me if you would please uh, make me feel at home too. I know you all normally do for your services. 1 Samuel 30 and verse number 1, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded their south in Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And behold, it was, uh, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were uh, with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Lord, we want to thank you this morning for your love to us. We thank you for this opportunity to be in this place and, and Lord, to, to be uh, participating in uh, the very heartbeat of God in, in missions, Lord, the salvation of, of souls around the world. And so I pray that you just bless her today. I pray that you bless the church. I help uh, each one just to, to realize their responsibility, the place that each one has in uh, this uh, uh, Faith Promise Conference, Lord, that you'd lay it on the heart of each person, the amount that you'd have them to give, and uh, Lord, that you'd even call uh, folks out of uh, the midst, out of our midst here, uh, to, uh, to be missionaries as well. Lord, I want to tell you we love you. I pray it'd be obvious, Lord, by our uh, obedience to what you lead us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, bless you. You might be seated. Uh, we see here that David, a man after God's own heart, uh, had, uh, had seen God working in his life for, for a lot of time. And of course, uh, David's famous for, for Goliath. But before Goliath, uh, he said that as a pastor, he had to uh, kill a lion, a bear. And uh, uh, so, I mean, that, he, he, God was preparing him. It's not everybody that goes and fights lions and bears. And, uh, but if you, if you fought a lion and bear and won, and, then I can probably take on this giant too. 
with God's help, right? And so uh, that's what he always uh, recognized. It was God that was leading him. God was helping him. And uh, so, so each thing that came in his life was preparing him for something bigger, for something harder, for, for greater challenges. And we need to be careful uh, in our lives not to allow problems. And, and I, I've got problems in my notes here in parentheses. Uh, problems are, uh, are opportunities for God to show himself mighty. Okay. Uh, our problems uh, aren't a problem for God. Okay. Uh, but uh, we need to be careful not to allow our problems to make us bitter. But there are challenges would make us better. And so uh, <clears throat> we... Uh, uh, in our lives, we need not have regrets uh, when we've done our best. Uh, my dad always told me, he said, if you do your best, son, you never have to regret it. And so uh, that's been, uh, of course, uh, obvious in my life. And, uh, and, it, and it really big help to me just to, to think of that, to, to do our best. And so uh, we need to learn to, to recognize God's victories in our life. Here, uh, we uh, just came off of uh, here, chapter 26, uh, that uh, King Saul was uh, pursuing David. He was trying to kill him. And uh, David, uh, uh, two times we see that uh, uh, God gave Saul into his hand. He could have killed him. And he didn't. He had the victory over that. Uh, he was still trying to protect God's anointed. And so after he'd seen these, these blessings, seen uh, how good God had been to him, uh, we see that uh, here in, in uh, 26, 25, uh, if you turn back just a little bit, 1 Samuel 26, 25. He says, uh, then David said, uh, Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, son of David. Thou shalt both do great things, and also shalt still prevail. So David went on his way, and, and Saul returned to his place. And so Saul left from, from following David, left from, from pursuing him. And uh, something that just uh, blows my mind uh, is, uh, I guess you can say that still these days. I don't know, there's stuff that people tell me, said, that, that's, that's antiquated. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, he, he sought refuge, refuge among his enemies. He went to the Philistines, went to live among the Philistines. And uh, I, I don't, I, it, it, it's really, it really just uh, hard for me to fathom. Uh, he'd seen all these victories, seen how God had blessed in his life, and then he runs to live with, uh, with none other than the family of, of Goliath. And uh, so that's kind of a, kind of a, a strange uh, scenario there. Uh, but, you know, a blessed life doesn't mean that you have no problems, right? And so uh, he's, uh, he's blessed. He, he saw God's hand on him. Uh, but uh, still these, uh, and again, we, we're calling them problems, but there's still, uh, still opportunities for God to work. Uh, Hebrews 3.12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And that's where the breakdown comes when we, we quit trusting in Almighty God and start trusting in me, start trusting in us. We look at the things around us. We look at the, you know, Peter started to sink when he looked at the, the waves and, and uh, the boisterous sea instead of trusting in God. And so uh, we see here with David when he, when he went to, to uh, live amongst the enemy, uh, I don't see any word that he prayed and asked God for his direction. He didn't ask his will. He didn't want to know what, what God wanted to do. So he just, he just did whatever, uh, whatever came natural. And, and that'll, that'll generally get us into trouble, right? And so, uh, but uh, David sought refuge. He sought comfort in the world. And uh, boy, that's so common today. I see people drop out of church. I see people 
uh, you know, they, they get in, they're faithful for a little bit, and then they start to, to waver and, and uh, this way and that. And then it's kind of like an old car, you know, starts to miss a while before it quits. And, and just uh, uh, not, not really realizing God's blessing in, uh, in their lives. And so uh, we see here that uh, uh, as he was with the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call them, the Philistines. Uh, I, I got these words in Spanish, but it's still not coming good in English. Uh, the Philistines uh, that uh, they were going to, to fight against Israel. And David was right there with him. David was going to fight against his own people, Israel. And uh, the, the, the uh, Philistine leader said, get out of here. Man, you're, not, you're, you're from the enemy. Uh, we'll get out there and battle and you'll turn on us and, and kill us too. And so, because that was kind of David's fame, you know, he, he said he, he slew his ten thousands. And so, uh, anyway, what... Uh, what uh, we see then that had occurred, and was what we read here at the beginning, was that uh, when he got back to, to his house there in, in uh, with the Philistines, that uh, his, uh, his family, uh, the, the families of all those that followed him, had been taken. You know, uh, uh, all the things that, uh, that could happen to us, a lot of violence in Mexico from time to time, and uh, the, really the, the worst thing that would always concern me more than anything it uh, wasn't that, uh, that I'd die or even that one of my family members would die, not that we want that, uh, but that somebody be kidnapped. Because uh, when they're kidnapped, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happened to them. You don't know if they're okay. You don't know, you don't know anything about it. And so you talk about a, a difficult thing, really, uh, that'd be, uh, it'd, be, it'd be worse than death. And so the, the worst thing could have happened here happened to David, happened to, to all his followers. And uh, we, we see here then, then uh, after all of this, instead of uh, throwing in the towel, instead of uh, giving up, uh, was, uh, he, he admitted that he'd failed. He admitted that he, that he wasn't doing what he ought to do. Look at the verse number six here. The last part, he said, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And this in the midst of everybody turning against him, these 600, 600 men that he was leading, uh, they, they uh, uh, you know, they're ready to stone him, ready to kill him. Because uh, he wasn't doing what he, what he should have been doing. And so we see then verse number uh, 7. David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, uh, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And, and Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? He answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. And so we see here then that he inquired of the Lord. He sought the Lord now. And verse number 18 right there says, David recovered all the Amalekites, all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And so they got their, their families back. God answered his prayer, but he had to pray. He had to seek God. He had to had to realize that he wasn't able in and of, him, of himself. And so uh, we, we need to be careful not to base our decisions and the will of God on our failures, on the circumstances of this life. You know, we can, we can let uh, past our past, we can let things that, the will out in our lives, and, and uh, anybody never made a bad decision? Uh, <laughs> you know, that's life. And, uh, but when we make these bad decisions, we need to learn from them. We need not let them, uh, you know, throw us clear out of the boat and just, uh, just, uh, just quit on life, uh, but uh, need, to, need to refocus. And, and uh, as David here uh, said that he encouraged himself in the Lord. He sought the Lord again. And, uh, and so even if we've gotten away from the Lord, uh, that's not an excuse to, to stay there. 
And so uh, he, was, uh, he was trusting then in the faithfulness of God. Look up uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. We're, we're done here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 15. 2 Corinthians 4, 15. When, uh, in, in fact, the, the, when we were here the, uh, the first time uh, to present our ministry in, uh, in 2010, uh, we just found out that uh, uh, my wife had, uh, had cancer. And uh, it was right here when we were, uh, I remember in, in, in the meeting here that we, we got the news and, and uh, kind of, you know, kind of rough. It, it, we, we expected something was wrong, didn't know what. Uh, but uh, in, uh, it, when, uh, when Connie passed away, uh, I, uh, I was really, boy, I was, I was uh, uh, of course, distraught. I was having a tough time with it. And uh, when she passed away the next morning, the Lord woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so I just got up and I was praying and walking the floor just, just, just praying. And, and um, really, I, I didn't do too much praying at first. I was kind of having a pity party. I was kind of whining. I was, I was just kind of griping and... and uh, and, uh, you know, Lord, what am I going to do now? And, uh, you know, I just uh, been trying to serve you, been trying to do what's right and, and honor you. And, and uh, now you take my wife home and, and or away. You know, I, I, I wasn't even looking at where she was at. And, uh, you know, just, just, I just having a big old pity party. And the Lord let me wallow in my, my self-pity for a while. And, and then, uh, then he, uh, he kind of grabbed me by the tail and he you know, yanked me out straight and, and uh, he said, uh, uh, your wife just died, and now everything's all about you. That's what he told me. Just because your wife died, now you're just going to quit. Throw in the towel, you're just going to give up. So right then and there, I had to thank the Lord for Connie. Thank him for 36 years I did have with her. Thank him for, for giving me a wonderful, wonderful help me. Thank him for his mercy. Yes. To this date, I, I, I thank him every day for God's mercy on her. That she didn't have to suffer from cancer. She didn't have to live in this world. She didn't have to experience COVID. <laughs> Amen. She didn't have to put up with me anymore. Amen. And so we're, you know, we're talking blessed. He is blessed. And uh, so I, I thank him. I thank the Lord for taking her home. Sometimes the Lord or the devil wants to beat me up with that. He wants me to, to uh, uh, think, uh, you know, if you'd have gotten her treatment, if you'd have done something different, if you, you know, if you, you always, you always you know, but you can't live in what if. Right. You got to live with where you're at. And Connie always said, she said, whatever decision we make, that's what we, that's what we did and, and leave it there. You know, you can't go, go back. And, and so, uh, <clears throat> so uh, the, the, the Lord then reminds me, now just, just remember, I know she's not with you, but she's with me. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and all that started uh, way back, you know, four years, well, six years prior to that when we were at this conference. Uh, I don't know if it's actually in, in, the, in the meetings here, but uh, we'd taken our, our oldest son and his wife out to eat. And uh, while we were in the restaurant, a, a hailstorm came. Man, I mean, it was, uh, you, you may remember it. It was like a, like a tennis ball. 
and uh, busted out the windshield of my car and, and uh, beat it up really, really good. I mean, <laughs> and so we, uh, we got in the car and we were coming over to meeting here and uh, came in the door, sat right over, right over here. And, uh, uh, but before, when, when I, I got out, and I was going around let Connie out of the car, and uh, I, w I was mad at God. I mean, I was, I was hot. I just, Lord, you knew exactly where my car was. You could have directed that storm around and not beat up my car. And you understand, it was my dad's car, and, and I'd inherited it from him, from him when he died. It was just an old, it wasn't anything fancy, but, but it, you know, it was, it was his. And uh, so uh, I, was, I was just, again, I, was, I, I didn't have too good an attitude, but I just found out Connie had cancer, and it was just all kind of a culmination of everything. And so, uh, so anyway, we came in, and uh, sitting there, I... Uh, I uh, was thinking about all that more than I was thinking about who was preaching, probably. I uh, don't remember who was preaching or what they preached, but God was preaching a sermon to me. And uh, he says, uh, he, he, he nudged me. And he says, uh, by the way, that old red car, that's my car. Connie, she's mine too. And I'm going to do what's best for her. And so I learned to rest in that. I learned to trust that until she passed away. And then the Lord, uh, Lord uh, showed me uh, that, uh, again, it wasn't all about me. It's about him, about what he wanted to do with uh, me still in my life. And so uh, here in 2 Corinthians 4.15, it says, All things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And so... Uh, I had to see, and, and we, need to, we need to see as, as problems come in our life, that all, God always wants what's best for us. He's not a bully. He's not a meanie. He's not looking for vengeance. Uh, but uh, by His abundant grace here, he talks about in, in uh, verse 15, uh, it, uh, it allows us to grow. And that's what uh, Faith Promise Mission does. It grows us. Uh, it helps us to, to uh, stretch our faith, to stretch ourselves. If you don't stretch... Uh, you'll never get any stronger. And so uh, uh, it, it's not by our merits is what he's saying. He said by, it's by his abundant grace that we can even give. Uh, he gives us the ability uh, that, that, that we could have never had. And so because God is always good, he's faithful to who he is, then uh, we, need to, we need to be pleased with what he does in our life. We need to thank him for that. We need, to, we need to, to glory in, in the fact that, that He's my God. He's my, my Lord, my Savior. And in, in, in regards to mission, I, I have a, missions, I have a, an opportunity to participate in the uh, uh, In Faith Promise mission. We see here in 4.15, the last part there, it says that, uh, the, uh, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And so a righteous people should be a thankful people. Uh, we ought to be thankful. But then those that are saved, those that receive the gospel, will be a, a thankful people, and God will receive the glory. And, and you know, that, uh, that's what we need to be careful in our lives, that, that, uh, that we don't focus on me and my problems, my situation, but realize that, that uh, Almighty God's got a way bigger plan, something way better, something way, way greater than I could have ever imagined for my life and for uh, the life of others. 
And again, realize that, uh, that I'm, I'm not the only, uh, only person on this earth, that uh, God made, it, made us all, and He's got a plan for all, wants all to be saved. And so the more people that are saved, the more people are thanking Him. And uh, so we need to be aware of God's hand working in our lives. We need to be careful not to be a victim of our circumstances, to not recognize God's uh, w working in our lives. Uh, when uh, the, uh, I think it was the 2013 tornado that came through here, and uh, my oldest son and his wife lived here in Moore, a bad place to live. I don't know why anybody wanted to live in Oklahoma, really. Uh, but uh, I, I, I always eat those words when I say I won't do something, but, but I, I didn't say I wouldn't do it. But, uh, but anyway, it took out the house next door to theirs, and uh, their house, it messed up pretty good, busted a bunch of bricks off the outside and, and such. And, and uh, I, I noticed through, uh, through that time that uh, the way that they handled that, uh, they, they flunked. I mean, they, they, got, a, they got a zero. Uh, they, they, they became victims. They, they uh, couldn't realize that, that God had saved their life. They couldn't uh, realize that uh, God had moved uh, her and the kids out uh, just in time. I mean, they were driving away and that tornado was, was booking it behind them. They didn't have a storm shelter. There was no, no play. They didn't have a basement. And so, uh, uh, you know, and, and it, as it turned out, if they stayed in their house, they'd have been all right, but it probably wouldn't have been the smartest thing done. And so, uh, uh, so anyway, instead of, instead of seeing how good, good God was, uh, they, they, they allowed it to, to dominate their lives and everything to this day. Uh, they, I still hear a little, little quip here and there that, uh, you know, the 2013 tornado and, and uh, you know, but, but it, it, it's not about us. It's not about these things, but it's, it, it's what God's doing. And, and are we looking for God to be glorified? And so uh, we, we understand that God only gets glory when His purposes are heeded. And uh, again, His purposes and, and uh, the, the problems, the situation coming in our life aren't problems for God. Okay? Uh, he designed these things to, to move us, to, to put us where He wants us to be, uh, and, uh, and to prepare us as He did for David uh, for something greater, for something more. And, uh, you know, it's like David, when he went to fight the, the giant, he says, uh, is there not a cause? Right? And, and there was a cause. And so, uh, for which cause? We need, we need to look at this again. Uh, 16, the uh, first part of 16 here says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward, outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And we, and we are perishing. We're all dying. Uh, I look out across here and I see, I see quite a bit of snow out there on the, on the peaks, on the mountaintops here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting older. And uh, you, you can't turn the clock back. But instead of griping and whining, well, you know, I'm, I hear people uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm just old and I'm, and uh, you might be old, but, but you don't have to be dumb. Uh, you, you know, uh, people respect the, respect the, the, the whore head, you know, they, they, they respect the, the gray hair. I don't know here, but in Mexico, it, 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 I get a lot of points with it. And so, uh, so anyway, uh, when, uh, when we don't rely on our own strength, when we, when we faint not, uh, then uh, uh, really, we are perishing. We're dying. We're going to die one day. And that's uh, what I try to tell people with pandemics or whatever. Uh, we're going to die. But where are you going when you die? And that's uh, the opportunity we need to take, you know, the, uh, instead of being fearful and, and uh, you know, just, uh, uh, just letting, letting fear dominate us, uh, we need to, to use that as an opportunity to witness to others 
about Jesus Christ. And so he says uh, uh, there in verse number 16, it uh, says, Though our outward man perished, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And so we need to be careful that we're renewed, that we uh, remember whose we are, remember that, that God still loves us. Remember that God still has a plan for us. Uh, he, he didn't bring these things uh, on us again uh, because He's bad. He wants the best thing for us. And so uh, uh, we, we need to be careful not to feel sorry for, for ourselves. Understand that, that our life is not about us. It's not about some old red car. It's really not even about a family member dying. But it's about what He's trying to do in us, with us, and through us. And I really believe that uh, uh, the Lord taking Connie out, uh, I've probably been able to do more in Mexico than I did before. And so, so God's equipped me. God's prepared me. He's helped me uh, with, uh, with things like that in my life. If, if we're just careful not to be a victim when these problems come on us. God will be faithful to provide challenges to conform us to His image. Now, do you hear what I said? God will be faithful to provide challenges. Who likes to be challenged? Who likes a, a challenging life? Who likes problems? Nobody. But He's being faithful to afflict us. That's what He says in, the, in Psalm 119.71. He's been faithful to afflict us. He was faithful to afflict Adam and Eve when they, uh, uh, when they sinned. How did he do that? He cursed the earth. He cursed the earth. Right? Why? Because if he hadn't of Adam and Eve, and probably nor, ne, neither, no, uh, uh, I guess speaking English, ne, uh, not, not us, not anybody else, would be saved. If we'd have been left in paradise, if he hadn't kicked him out of the garden, right? And of course, he didn't kick him out. They kicked themselves out. But he cursed the earth. That's why we have tornadoes. That's why it gets hot and we, we sweat and it's too cold and uh, too much ice and stuff. Right? It's to help us. So when these things come, we need to be careful and... and, and uh, of course, a lot of us, uh, I don't know if anybody here has got, got kids still that, that are at home, but, uh, but we got grandkids. And uh, we need to be careful what they're hearing us say. Because they're listening. And uh, they're, they're fixing up. Boy, you know, uh, Grandpa said this, or Grandpa said that, and, and or Mom and Dad, and, and uh, be careful. Be careful. Monkey see, monkey do. They're going to they're gonna imitate that same rotten attitude. Right? And so, uh, we need to, to see here what he's telling us in verse number 17. He says, for our light affliction. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem real light when somebody passes away. It doesn't seem real light when, when a tornado comes through and, and takes your house out or, or you know, mis displaces you or, or we have a car accident or some kind of a financial problem. Uh, anybody here doesn't have a problem in your life? We, that, that's where we live. That's what life is. But it's all this series of, of events that the Lord allows in our lives to bring us to where we're usable by Him. And so we need to be careful that we allow it to, to, to make us better and not bitter. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, you all probably know it. There's no temptation taking you, 
but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation, with the testing, with the trial, also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. And so uh, he, he works for us. That's what he said here in verse number 17. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding internal weight of glory. He doesn't want us to just be normal. He wants, to, wants us to, to excel. He wants us to grow in our, in our Christian life and uh, to be what we ought to be, be what we can be. He wants us to, to, to grow our faith. He wants our faith promise to, to increase, that we give more, that we, we do more for, for, for those that don't have the gospel. We're, we're sitting here in, a, in an air-conditioned building, uh, comfortable, uh, hearing good preaching. Uh, we know how to, how to be saved how to trust Christ as our Savior. We, uh, most of us know how to tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Well, what are we doing with that? Because if you're not doing it here, but you send a missionary to do it there, that's called hypocrisy. <laughs> right? And, and, we, and, and that's one of the things I, I struggle with. I struggle with hypocrisy, just being what I claim to be. Right? I put on some kind of a, a front, uh, but uh, he says here he's working for us. It, 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 and what, look what he said, it, working for us how? He says, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That God's got stuff waiting for those that are faithful, that are trust Him, allow Him to, to lead, guide, and direct in their lives that uh, we could never have imagined if He hadn't allowed these things in our life. So we, we ought to ask, Lord, what are you doing? How can I best glorify you? Rather than getting mad at Him, rather than being upset with Him. I hear that so much. It's so common, even in churches. And so uh, God's will for our life is that we glorify Him. God has placed people around us that depend on us. He put us where he, where he wanted to put us. Again, not to think on me, but to think on them. Why did the Lord save us? Why did the Lord leave us here after He saved us? And that's what we need to, we need to ask ourselves, why, why, why did he put you in a, in a church that's concerned with world, world missions if he doesn't want you to participate in that? Do what you ought to do. Do what you can do. And so uh, we need to rem remember that our past hardships are not an enemy, but an ally. We need to grow on that. We need to allow the Lord to, to, uh, to uh, uh, help us and to, to uh, equip us, to prepare us for what's coming. We don't know what's coming. Uh, who would ever thought uh, three years ago that such a thing as COVID would exist, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to allow even things like that as an opportunity to, to reach people, to witness to people, because uh, they're distraught. This world doesn't have any hope. Uh, they, that, that's why the, this, uh, this uh, whole deal has been such a, uh, such a horrendous thing and why uh, vaccination is such, a, such a, 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 uh, an accepted thing that and people are afraid. Of dying. Because they don't know where they're going when they die. But you know, because we do, uh, then we need to be there to give them hope. We need to be there to, to help them. We need to, to understand in our life that God is not nearly as concerned with our happiness as He is for His holiness. To glorify Him, to exalt Him, to lift Him up. So how am I doing that? That's, that's our question this morning. Am I doing that through my faith promise giving? Am I doing that by my faithfulness to the Lord? Uh, when you go out and, uh, on the street or where you work or where you live, you carry a pocket full of tracks. 
Are you, are you, are you witnessing? You know, anybody can give a track. You don't even have to, uh, you don't have to be bold. You, you know, you just, just give them a track. Like an invite you to my church. Right? And so when uh, we have trials come, they come, they will come. How do, how do you respond to the trial? Because you've got to respond. God always gives us two, two, two choices. He gave Adam and Eve two choices. He gives us two choices. Follow Him, honor, glorify Him, or wallow in my own self-pity and glorify the devil. And so, really, it, it's, it's a pretty simple, simple decision. We need to understand that our life is a series of processes. It's preparing us for the next step, the next thing that's come. We need to recognize God's working in our life. It's not just by happenstance. We need to remember whose we are. We belong to Him. He bought and paid for us. Amen? So since I don't belong to me, then I need to serve Him. I need to honor and glorify Him. God always wants what's best for me. We need to remember to tell ourselves that. God wants what's best for me. He's not picking on me. He's not mad at me. But a lot of times I'm not where I ought to be. You know, it's kind of like driving a car. You don't just start out on the street and you just head it down the street and then you just lay back and take a nap. You kind of got to keep making some adjustments. That's what life is. Right? Got to keep it on track. And so, God intends our, our hardships to be an ally and not an enemy. They got to be honored, be glorified in and through everything, whatever it is that allows in our life. So don't disappoint the working of God in your life. Allow Him to make us better and not bitter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love to us. We thank you, Lord, for this morning, we thank you for uh, the, the folks that are here in this room. I pray that God, you'd uh, just uh, uh, help each one of us to, uh, to see how blessed we are to, to have a God that cares about us, that, uh, that allows things in our life uh, to, uh, to draw us closer to Him, first of all, to, to yourself, first of all, and then uh, to, uh, uh, to, to make our lives usable uh, for your honor and for your glory. We just want to tell you this morning, we, lo we love you. Pray you'd just help us to make that evident by what we do with the faith promise commitment, what we do with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.